Okay, good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for coming to uh, to learn with me. Um, today we're going to discuss an interesting halachic topic, and that is naming a child after a Russia. Why are we talking about this topic today? Most people are not inclined to name their children after Rishayim anyway, because it came up in yesterday's daf Yomi. In yesterday's daf, and well into today's daf, the Gemara had the list of 17 different Amorayim that were Paschala Bahayim Prashasa Mehacha, that would begin to darshan the Megillah, starting with different Pesukim in Tanakh as a starting point from which to darshan in the Megillah, and one of the Amorayim was named Rabba Bar Ufran, and uh, says Tosos on the spot, it's not Rabba Bar Ephron, because Ephron is the name of a Russia, and the Gemara Meseches Yuma tells us that you're not allowed to call somebody by the name of a Russia. Taflam Chesem Beis Meseches Yuma Vishem Rishon Yirkov tells me that you're not allowed to call somebody by the name of a Russia, so it cannot be that you had an Amora whose name was Rabba Bar Ephron, it must have been Rabba Bar Ufran. So from Tosos, uh, the, uh, we're going to see a number of, uh, of, of, uh, of potential conclusions that emerge from that, uh, from that Chita Satosos. But let's talk a little bit about that halacha, what the Gedarim, what the possible exceptions of that halacha are that one is not allowed to name after a Russia. I was once asked by somebody who wanted to name his son uh, Adolf, and uh, not, not because he was uh, trying to be cruel, but because he had a great-grandfather whose name was Adolf. So he wanted to name, he wanted to know if he's allowed to name after the great-grandfather whose name was Adolf. I uh, strongly, strongly advised against that. I, uh, it's not going to be good for the kid in school um, or, or, or in any other way. So, uh, so yeah, it was probably wise to advise against that. So let's discuss a little bit about uh, about this halacha. The Rishem Rishom Yerkov means that the name should, of Rishayim should become rusty from disuse, that we shouldn't use such uh, such names. By the way, that same Gemara is also the source for naming a child after a tzaddik as a fulfillment of Zecher Tzaddik Levracha, that we're always supposed to try to enhance the memory memory of a tzaddik, so we try to name after uh, after tzaddik. And Rabbeinu Hananel goes so far in his commentary to the Gemara in Yumalam and Ches to say that if you name after a Russia, the child's not going to be successful in life. And the Marsha says that it's usher, that it's straight out usher to name a child for uh, for a wicked person. It's the Marsha in the Chidush HaGadus, the Tainus, Tavchav Ches In fact, Rav Chaim Palaji in Sefer Chaim Biyad, Simon Ayin, takes it one step further. He says that even when one has a child who's a mamzer, uh, you know that he's born from a married woman, and they announce at the bris that he's a mamzer, you still shouldn't name him after a Russia, even though you're not giving him too much of a chance in life anyway. You shouldn't name him after uh, after a Russia. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the 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 and in fact, Rav Meshulam Roth in Shuvas Kol Mavaser Chelikalav Simulam Ralf Os Aleph uses this rule as a uh, as a consideration in trying to ascertain somebody's name for a get when there was some sort of suffix, what the name was, and one of the possibilities was the name of a Russia. He said, well. Probably not, because probably the parents observed the halacha and wouldn't name the child after a rush. So the question is, are there any exceptions to this rule? So we're going to list, I don't know, something like five exceptions, five potential exceptions, maybe six, to this rule. One potential exception to this rule is when a tzaddik, or certainly if the tzaddik was a tzaddik from Tanakh, also had the same name. Tosos writes that there was a Tana named Shevna, even though we find uh, in Sefer Yeshaya, in Perek Chav Beis, that Shevna was a Russia. So Tosos says that there was another Shevna, in, uh, in, in, found in Yeshayo Perek Lamed Zayin, who was a Tzaddik. So Tosos concludes that you're allowed to give a child the name of a Russia if there was a Tzaddik who had the same name. That's Tosos in Yuma on the spot. Tosos in Ksubis on Kovdal Lamed Beis, and, uh, and our Tosos of Yermigillah, Davir Lamed Beis, uh, also talk about uh, the possibility that it has to be a different uh, a different name but nevertheless you see that this uh, this name 
<coughs> of Shevna is okay because it was the name of a tzaddik as well. If that were not the case, then you would not be allowed to name your child anything. Because uh, Mistama, there was a, there, were, there must have been an Avraham in history who was a Russia. There must have been a Moshe in history who was a Russia. Every time you name a kid, there, so there was someone that was a Russia. Elamai, as long as it's also the name of a tzaddik, then you're allowed to use the, the, that name. So uh, so that's how Rav Moshe Sturmbach writes. Rav Moshe Sturmbach was asked about naming a baby for a relative who was not religious, where the family would be very upset if they didn't use that name. But the family member they wanted a name for was Michal Shabbos Faresia. You should understand that when we use the term Russia, Russia most often in halacha is a concept in halacha. It's not only a pejorative as a way of referring to someone in a negative way. There's halacha in Hilchus Eidus, and if a person is a Russia, then he's Pasul Eidus. And how do we define a Russia? So certainly someone who's a Michal Shabbos fits very squarely into the definition, of, into the halachic definition of a Russia. So if we're going to go with the halachic definitions, Shem Rishon Yerkov, then you should not be allowed to name after Michal Shabbos. So if Sturmbach writes in the Chuvan, Chuvan Svan Agos, Chelekalov, Simon Tuf, Reish, Vav, that uh, the father should name after the, uh, the Zaydi or whatever who's Michal Shabbos and silently have in mind that he's really naming the, chi- the child after a righteous uh, biblical figure who had the same name, meaning if the Zaydi's name was Avram, think that you're naming after Avram Avinu. And, uh, and that would be uh, good enough. So uh, that's uh, the, in, in Bris Avos, he says that it's inappropriate to combine the name of a wicked person with the name of a tzaddik, but over here it's not combining, you're just having in mind a different uh, name. A second possible exception, Rav Sternbach suggests that when naming after a Russia to add a name that's a more cheerful name, like Baruch or Aryeh or Raphael or something like that, that has uh, more of a positive connotation. I, I, I didn't just say Aryeh because it's my name, it's one of the examples that uh, Rav Sternbach gives for some reason as a, uh, a very positive name. Hopefully we're contributing to the positivity, but, uh, but that's uh, that's 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 uh, what Shemuel says, and he points out that even though the Chazanish was known to disapprove of the minag to give a child two names, in this case even the Chazanish would acknowledge that's the best option available, and if Shurbuk says but you should certainly not allow those issues to cause an argument in the family and in general these things could cause big machlokas and it's a terrible thing to have big machlokas in the family because of something like this then a third exception that comes up is what if somebody was not really totally totally wicked, in Piskei Atosfos, he writes, over there in Yuma, he writes that if somebody violates only a single Avera, then they shouldn't be considered a Russia and you're allowed to name after them Someone who's entirely wicked, like Doeg, should be named for, which is an interesting idea. This Piskeatos is not over there in Newman. Sota Daf, in Sota Oschaf, in Piskeatos, Sota Oschaf, he says that. You know, maybe the definition of Russia over here is not the same halachic definition of Russia that you have by Eidos. Maybe Russia over here would be something like Adolf. It would be someone who is like Doig Adobe, someone who is like a notorious Russia to name after a mob boss or something like that. Someone who's, you know, to name Izevel, you know, Achav, you know, to name after a notorious Russia. But someone who's not a notorious Russia would be, uh, would be okay. Um, the, uh, someone just uh, texted me right before when they saw the topic of this year that, uh, that uh, their father was on the bus in Israel once and a woman started calling out to her child and she said Esav, Esav! And everyone is looking at her like, are you kidding? You named your child Esav? And she said uh, what's, the, what's the big deal? Shemina Tanakh, you know, it's a, it's a name from Tanakh, what's the problem? Well, if you have someone who's a notorious Russia, so then uh, that certainly fits into this uh, you're not supposed to be naming for. A fourth possible exception is if the Russia did tshuva, because a lot of the uh, Rishonim already grappled with the issue of how we could have a Hele Gatana by the 
the name of Rabbi Yishmael. Yishmael was a legendary Russia. So how is that possible? So Tos Yishanim and the Ritva explain that if the Russia does tshuva before he dies, then you're allowed to name after him. And, and Yishmael did tshuva before he died. That's what they write in Meseches Yuma over there. The Gemara Navodazar Daf Yitzayin says that when a person does tshuva at the end of their life, they become a tzaddik, that, that it absolutely undoes everything. The Gemara says, proves that idea from Rabbi Lazar ben Durdaya, that he had relations with every zona in the entire world, and he only repented at the last moment of his life, and what's he called? Rabbi Elazar ben Durdaya! He, he gets the, they give him smicha! So apparently you're allowed to, uh, when one does tshuva, it changes the whole complexion of everything. Then a fifth possible exception uh, in dealing with the same question of Yishmael, Tos Yishonim suggests another Mahalich, and that is that, where did the name Yishmael come from? The name Yishmael was mandated by God as being the name that Avram should give that first child. So uh, so since HaKadosh Baruch Hu came up with the name, it could be that you're allowed to use a name that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose, even if the person turned out to be a, a Russia. In fact, the Medrash Rabbah in Bereshis Ayin Aleph Gimel says that, you, that uh, the name Yishmael would suggest a predisposition to listening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that Yishmael was wicked despite his name, not because of his name. Um, and the, uh, the, the Chida even extends this to all biblical names. And he would paskin, the Chida says, maybe you can say, Chida writes in Yosef Omet, maybe you could say like that woman on the bus, that any name in a Tanakh is automatically okay because there's holiness to every single word in, uh, in Tanakh. We generally clearly do not assume like that Chida. Now in the Penine Halacha section in the back of the Mesifta Gemaras, on Megillah Daf, uh, Daf Yud, they, they quote from the Sefer Meleches HaKodesh in Parshas Vayishlach, where he asks, how could it be that Shlomo Melech called his daughter Basmas? Basmas is the name of the daughter of Yishmael who is the wife of Esav, and she was called Basmas because she was Maktir Basamim Lavodazara. So she was a terrible person. So how could Shlomo Amelch name with uh, such a name? So he suggests that with the idea that you're not allowed to name after a Russia is only a Russia Mizera Yisrael. But if the Russia is a guy, the Russia is a Nachri, then you're allowed to name for a Russia, he says, because that they don't rise to the level of being a Russia that you have to be Gores, and therefore you're allowed to name after the Russia. So in the Sefer, Yafa Lelev, in Chela Gimel, page Kufman Chesam and Beis, he says, what are you talking about? How could that possibly be true? That you're not allowed to name after a Jewish Russia, but you're not, you are allowed to name after a Nachri that's a Russia. He says, also, you're against Tosos. Tosos in the Megillah Dav Yud says, he's not allowed to call anyone by the name of Ephron. Ephron is a non-Jewish Russia, and you're still not allowed to call someone Ephron. So you have to say the fact that Shlomo called his daughter Basmas was because uh, there's another chilik, that uh, Dafka names of Rishayim that don't have a positive, uh, uh, that, that don't have some sort of positive meaning to them, you're not allowed to call. But uh, if you have a name that has a Hora'a Ni'ima, it has some sort of pleasant meaning, so then you are allowed to call. So Basmas means mayafis manaamas karugas habosem that manaamta karugas habosem that it's so sweet like the arugas habosem it's like very uh, it's, a, it's a perfume and 
and and and and sweet smelling. So you can call it such a nice name as long as the name that you're using, even though it belonged to a Russia, is a uh, is a is a sweet name. Not only that, though, the in the Mabit in Chelak Alifim Reishayin Vav, he says that even a, a tzaddik that's a nachri, you shouldn't use the name. If a, there are such a such a thing as tzaddikei umos olam, but we shouldn't be naming after them. And even uh, the uh, the daros of prior to Avram Avinu, like Adam and Noach and Shem and Yefes, he says you shouldn't use even those that were tzaddikim among the group because you don't call uh, by a name uh, except for someone who observed the Torah. You're only supposed to give a name for someone who observed the Torah, but those people never observed the Torah because it was prior to uh, to the to, to Matan Torah. Uh, that chiddush of the Mabit, a lot of the posts can disagree with. How can you say you're not allowed to call anyone Adam or Noach or Yefes? Yeah, you have the, those names are used all the time. We do uh, Yefes. You don't have as much, but you do find that there's a Tana called Rabbi Yefes. There is such a Tana. There's a Kavya ben Mahalalel who's called uh, you know which is a name from before Avram Avinu. So you do see that uh, that people from before the times of Avram Avinu uh, that we do use such names. That's what the Pesach Chuvah writes in your days in Reish Samachai that you're allowed to use such name. In fact, there's a Jewish tradition that we use the name Alexander. Um, the tradition goes, based on Yuma Ein Ches, I think it is, that Alexander the Great uh, came across Shimon HaTzadik and he came off of his, uh, uh, of his animal and he bowed to him and he said when he went out to war that was the image that he saw in front of him and that of Hakar HaTov for, uh, for Alexander uh, treating the Jewish people uh, better than most treated the Jewish people, uh, they decided to name all their children for one year that's the tradition, I don't know where it comes from but that's what they say, that they decided to name all their children Alexander for, for one year and once the name made it into Klalisvel so then ultimately those Alexanders died and their descendants were named Alexander. So that's why the name Sender, the name Sender is Alexander, right? That comes from Alexander. Um, uh, my good friend uh, Rabbi Andy Yudin, I believe, is Alexander uh, Yudin. I think I mean, you don't hear, you hear too many Andes. I think that was because his sister, when she was a baby, was unable to pronounce Alexander. But, uh, but you do have the name uh, Alexander, that that's a, uh, that's a well-known, uh, well-known name. So you do, have, uh, you do have such a thing. So again, uh, long story short, in general, we should try not not to name for Rishayim, we should try to name for Tzadikim, um, certainly Nachrim that are Rishayim uh, is, even, uh, is even worse, we should not be naming, uh, even though it is somewhat popular in certain uh, segments of Israeli society to give a name like Izevel or something like that, that is a terrible idea, and we should try to uh, try to be Zecher uh, Tzadik Levracha we should remember Tzadikim Levracha by naming after Holy Tzadikim okay everyone should have a wonderful day and a wonderful Shabbos If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.